Hey everybody and welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and this week, well partner, we went out west Lowland to go check it out, see how it is out there now that the cows done came home. <laughs> but before we get into that, there was something I wanted to uh, talk about a little bit, so it's just something that's been on my mind, um, hype, hype around video games. I feel like hype is one of the most helpful things that could happen to a video game and also one of the most damaging things that can happen to a video game um because i feel like h- hype is good up to a certain point and after that when people start getting overhyped for for something and this is for actually applies to anything really movies video games any sort of media that people intake because the longer the wait is the more the hype builds uh the more people are going to expect more than what is more than likely going to be delivered. Thereby, like, when they get the game finally, they play it, and they're going to be disappointed because they've been hyping up so much that it's maybe not everything that they had hoped it would be. And there's a lot of games that, like, stick out to me with this. It's like a Cyberpunk 2077. It's a huge example of that. Um, no Man's Sky was a massive example of that a few years ago, um, although you know, both of those games have gotten a lot better. No Man's Sky in particular, and hell, even like Fallout 76, uh, which is a game that has gotten a lot better, but the hype going into it just, did, you know, when it came out and had issues, it just destroyed it, and I don't know if people are ever going to give that, that game the second chance that I think it deserves, because if you're a Fallout fan, I think that you would like Fallout 76. Like, you know, I dove in and I've played some of it, and I personally, I like running around the world, you know, uh, checking things out. It would be fun to play it with friends. But that's a hard sell for a lot of people, you know, and I and I think the hype has a lot to do with now. Don't get me wrong. I know it also has to do with the studios releasing buggy games. And that's that's the era that we're in now is uh, post release patches. But I, you know, I don't know. Like, like, OK, I'm worried about Final Fantasy 16, OK, because there's already some hype building about that. And after what happened with 15, like. I'm just kind of worried that the, the hype is going to go up for 16 and it's going to come out and people are going to shit on it. And just like they have the past few Final Fantasy games, you know what I mean? It's like people are holding on to these older styles. And it's, I don't know, the way I've always looked at, especially with Square Enix, is like if you want innovation and things to be new and try new things in an RPG, JRPG game, go with the Final Fantasy games. If you want that classic turn based, just old school style of game play dragon quest that's just my opinion uh both series are fantastic but you know it one they're they're definitely different i mean at one time they were pretty much the same and i feel like these days had final fantasy stuck with the core uh base that it had then people would just be shitting on the fact that dragon quest and final fantasy are too much alike you know it's it's like this it's this weird you can't please everyone conundrum and sometimes you can't please anyone so i don't know man i'm also worried about uh, elder scrolls 6 cuz i i know that there's going to there, there's already massive hype there's always hype for elder scrolls games but that game's not coming out for at least another 4 or 5 years i assume so you know we'll we'll see we'll see i just uh, i've had that on my mind figured i'd get that out just i think hype hype can be good and bad and it always worries me <laughs> But anyway, enough of that nonsense. 
let us talk about the game that I played this week called West of Loathing. Now, let's get the uh, obligatory Wikipedia bullshit out of the way. West of Loathing is a comedy-adventure role-playing game developed by Asymmetric Publications released on the 10th of August, 2017. Whoever wrote this Wikipedia was British or English or, you know, European. The game takes place in the universe of Asymmetric's Kingdom of Loathing in a weird Western-themed frontier setting. Now, uh, quick pen, Kingdom of Loathing is actually an online browser-based RPG that's like multiplayer. Yeah, and it was uh, released in 2003, and I believe is still going, uh, after, like all these years later, That's which is pretty wild. So if anybody ever wants to get down on some Kingdom of Loathing, fucking let me know. <laughs> So the player character leaves the family farm and heads west to seek their fortune on a trek to the city of Frisco. And the game was well received by critics with Rolling Stone describing it as one of the year's best games. Uh, The art style is like stick figure drawings and it looks like everything was drawn in MS Paint. Uh, (laughs) And it's it's tremendous. It's tremendous. Um, It was announced in 2016 as a follow-up, like I said, to the browser-based multiplayer online game Kingdom of Loathing. Um, West of Loathing was actually submitted to the Greenlight community voting system on the dis- digital distribution service Steam. So, like, th- when they do their Greenlight, uh, uh, what would you call it? I guess it's like month, you know, sp- spectacular or whatever the fuck. When they do when they do their Greenlight thing, they people can submit their games to be uh, put on Steam and stuff, and it's it's pretty cool. It's like people, I think it's the community votes on. Yeah, the community voting systems. Yeah, so everything that goes up on Greenlight, the community votes whether they want to see it on Steam or not, which I just think that's a cool, that's a cool, uh, that's a cool feature. Uh, I also have the DLC expansion, the Reckoning at Gun Manor, um, for this, which came out uh, January. I think it came out in 2019 for PC in 2020. Yeah, it came out on my birthday in 2020, um, January 21st, 2020, on the Nintendo Switch. Now, full disclosure: when I first played this game, I played it on the Switch, and then I. Uh, got it again on pc because i liked it so much it dude this game is absolutely hysterical it is one of the funniest rpgs that i've ever played now granted it's like a lot of slapstick comedy type stuff but i am all about puns and like dad jokes and stuff like that and this game is full of them uh for instance when you're at your house in the beginning and you're walking around the little basement that's your bedroom um you come across a safe and it says, this is your mom's pie safe. She uses it to keep her pies safe. <laughs> Just little, little shit like that. Um, and you have to do like little menial tasks in the, uh, the beginning town. I think it's the town of boring. I believe that's what it's called. I could be wrong though. I don't know. It's been a, it's been a few days since I was at the beginning of the game, but, uh, so you have to go around and do some menial tasks. And unfortunately I did not do what I meant to do. Uh, so there's a, there's a point where you have to go and retrieve some like mugs for the the bartender and take care of some bandits for the the sheriff and because they stole his uh <laughs> he had arrested one of their members and then they came broke him out and stole the jail cell door because and now the jail cell is just useless because there's no door so what's the point of it <laughs> and uh so you have to go get that back well there's a there's a point when you're going to get it back where there's a guy laying in a bathtub. And you can go up and whisper to him, pass me the soap. You take that soap, and then you go back in town and trade it for another item, which then helps you progress some quests. And eventually, you're able to get this book called uh, Goblin Tongue, which allows you to speak goblin 
and then when you go to handle the goblin down in the basement of the bar that the bartender asks you to go handle, uh, you can talk to it instead of just fighting it. And when you talk to it, it can become your partner. And his name is Gary. <laughs> but I fucked up. I forgot. I just drowned the guy instead of asking him for the soap. And uh, yeah, I fucked it up. People who were watching me on Twitch heard me cussing myself because I was like, damn it, man. And I didn't feel like starting over again. Because I, I had started over once to do it on the stream so everybody could see the beginning. But anyways, uh, it, just little things like that. There's a lot of interconnected quests where you're going to need items from certain things to go and do other things. Um, a lot of different ways that you can handle it. Like having Gary as your partner and being able to speak Goblin completely changes the game for a lot of sections. Because there's a lot of sections that you go in where you can talk your way through and get what you need instead of having to go through and just kill all of the Goblins. Which is what I had to do. Um, there are a lot of different weapons that you can get. Uh... You know, from things from like uh, an artillery saber to the uh, <laughs> black caliber, which is a uh, a big sword covered in grossness. It deals stench damage. So you've got your like burn damage and you've got your poison damage, but you also have stench damage and spooky damage, which is just hilarious. Now you you get stench stuff usually from like goblins or digging into spittoons. So sometimes you'll go into a place and there'll be a spittoon. And you can walk over to it and click on it, and the narrator is like, yeah, it's a Splatoon. And your character's like, I'm going to look at it. And then the narrator spends, like, a good two minutes trying to talk you out of it as you just keep clicking that you want to look in it. And finally, you'll look in it and get an item from it. And I believe that's where I got the Blech Saber was from one of the Splatoons. But by the end of the game, <laughs> the very last one, <laughs> the very last Splatoon, the, the narrator has given up. He's like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you, this is the last platoon in the game, and you've been disgusting, so there's no point that, of me trying to talk you out of this. <laughs> and then uh, it gets more graphic from there. I, I don't want to give too much away, because it's, it's a lot of good jokes that I, I, I cannot recommend anybody enough to pick this game up. I think it's like $11, uh, and it might even be on sale on Steam right now. I didn't check, but it's a, like on Switch, on Steam, it's not expensive. This is an indie game. And the money goes to the indie developers. And, like, I would buy this game again a third time because I enjoy it so much. Um, so, anyway, I got a little I got a little sidetrack. So, you know, there's different kinds of weapons you can get. You have your main your weapon that you use for normal attacks. And then you have your ranged weapon, which is a pistol, usually. Um, and then you've got, like, consumables that uh, raise your stats for the day. Now, when you get knocked out, it raises your anger. And when your anchor is raised, you do more damage and stuff, but it can only raise to three. So before you, like when you wake up after you've died, like say, because you wake up back in your hotel room, uh, like I guess your partner brings you back or whatever, you can walk over to the mirror and talk shit to yourself to piss yourself off uh, twice. But then that means that if you die one time, you're back here. Although... When you've got yourself with that pissed off twice, it buffs your stats. So it's kind of like a give and take. Like, do you want the buffs? Do you think you're going to have to go through a lot of trouble? Because if so, then you might not want the buffs so you can have more chances to die and then try again. Uh, it just depends on how your play style is. You know, it really does. Um, as far as gear goes, you get like different kinds of hats, which is awesome. That's really, it's the only gear that you can see. Like you can equip pants and a lapel and I think like a held item and some boots, but your hat is the only one that you can see because everybody's stick figures <laughs> or ghosts. Or there's a guy who's a cactus, and you end up helping him find love with a woman who loves cactuses. Yeah, it's it's a str <laughs> it's wild, man. 
But uh, my favorite hat that I got was the goblin hat because it's really little. So it's like your dude's walking around with a really tiny cowboy hat on, and it's actually got good stats on it. It's really good. It's really fun. Um, some of the locations that stuck out to me, like the, the place you start, like I said, is the town of Boring Springs. That's where your family har- uh, family farm is at. And then you got like Thousand Snakes Gulch, which is where you can go. And there's like a gulch with a bunch of snakes in it. And you can just farm there. Like you can just press, go up to it every time and just grab some snakes and pull them out and fight them. It's, it's wonderful. Um, there's the Orhole Mine. It's the first mine that you find. And this is all right around the Boring Springs area. Once you leave the Prologue area, you cannot go back. But once you do leave, you end up heading to uh, Dirtwater. And that's where the game really opens up. And there are a lot of different places that you can go. There's the Big Apple, which I believe is actually a Big Apple. There's four, oh, Fort All Dead's great because you go there and everything there is skeletons. <laughs> Ghostwood was fun. Um, Ghostwood is an entire town that's ghosts. Like the buildings are ghosts, the residents are ghosts. And there is a lot of paperwork that you have to do there. It, it it gets really annoying, but if you ever play the game, you'll you'll know what I mean. Look up a guide for it. Trust me, to get through there. Uh, but it's absolutely hysterical. There's just a lot of rules and regulations in Ghostwood, and uh, you end up finding out that you know that I was like, was this town named Ghostwood because of everyone's dead? And they're like, no, just coincidence. <laughs> you end up on a, a fort too. I don't remember the name of the fort, unfortunately. That. <laughs> uh, they're playing like a D&D style game and you have to play as their enemies and go through and it's like strategy. It's almost like strategy that you have to you have to do to win the fights. It's pretty fun. There's four battles that you have to win and then that'll make one of the guys go back to work because he's a grave, graveyard caretaker and that's part of a mission. Uh, there's also a town that you will uh, come across that is completely fake. All of the buildings are fake. They're just wood painted to look like buildings that are stood up. And you end up having to take out the gang in that town by uh, luring them all in front of one. So you, you have two choices. And I got the Ruthless perk, which allows you to do more ruthless things throughout the game. And how you get the Ruthless perk is in the very beginning, uh, in the prologue, when you end up at the Fricker Gang's hideout, there's a guy sleeping out front. And you walk up, and the narrator's like, there's a dude sleeping. How do you want to go about this? And I said, shoot him in the head. And the narrator's like, well, that's not very... That's not very uh, hero sportsman-like. You know, don't you think he should be a fair battle? It's like, no, I'm going to shoot him while he's sleeping. It's like, but there's no honor in that. Yeah, I don't care. But he's just a kid. Everybody's got to die sometime. <laughs> so I ended up, he's like, wow, you're cold-blooded, man. So I, you kill him, you get the ruthless perks. And then in the town where it's fake, you have two choices. You can lure them all to in front of one of the buildings where you can then cut this rope and the building will fall forward onto them. And then you can go and arrest them and take them back to jail. Or you can do what I did, which is lure them all in front of this other building that has dynamite behind it. And then blow the dynamite up and then take their remains back to the jail. Yeah. Brutal, right? <laughs> um, so I did mention uh, partners in this. So there are people who will join you. Um, you've got, uh, let me think. you got Gary the the goblin who I've never used, but I know of him. Uh, there's old Pete who I used, uh, through this playthrough. Uh, and each of them, well, hold on. And then there's Cochran. I don't remember her first name. She's a shooter. She's pretty good. And then there's doc Alex, Dr. Alex, you know what? I'm going to look this up real quick. Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, here we go. We got crazy Pete 
who I took with me. Then you got Doc Alice, Susie Cochran, Gary the Goblin, Buffalo 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 Bill, and Florence the Ghost Hunter. Now, you get Florence the Ghost Hunter at the uh, the in the DLC area, the Gun Manor. Um, I did not know you could get Buffalo 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 Bill. I don't know who he is, so I might have to do another playthrough of this. <laughs> Because apparently he co he coexists with your other partners, so that's pretty cool. So your main partners are Crazy Pete, Doc Alice, and Susie Cochran. Now, those are the three that you can start with in the beginning, uh, other than Gary the Goblin. But you cannot use Gary the Goblin in hard mode, so I will focus on these three. So like, Crazy Pete does flame damage. Like he's got a lantern that he hits him with, and it does fire damage. Um, if you cover the opponent in oil on your turn. And then hit him with Pete. It'll light them on fire and cause burning damage. Um, he only levels up from random encounters. So like as you're going and exploring, he'll just randomly level up. Uh, which you do have stats in this and stuff. Which I'll get to, I'll get to that too in a second. So um, Doc Alice, uh, from what I remember playing with her, is that she only levels up from fighting skeletons. But she like will leave you if you <laughs> take over the Necromancer at the Necromancer's Tower. And it will also give you a bad ending to the game. But if you let her, she'll kill that necromancer for that story. Um, also, the different partners, like, you'll find everywhere on the map randomly. But some partners will reveal places to you. Like, uh, she, like Doc Alice, for example, will tell you that at Olive Garden's homestead, which is a lady, there's a lady named Olive Garden. Uh, she has an herb garden in Boring Springs. And you can go there and pick all our herbs. And I believe Olive Garden is actually who you set up with the cactus guy. But yeah, uh, so Doc Alice can only level up when she's fighting skeletons and dead stuff. But she also has a move that will insta-kill a skeleton, which is fucking awesome. And then you have Susie Cochran, who I've never used that I can remember. Um, but I believe she only levels up from fighting hell cows, uh, which I haven't even gotten into hell cows yet. So her family was killed by hell cows. So the whole thing in the game is that now the cows have come home. And the cows are insane. Like, they're all demon cows, basically. And they're cows from hell. And it's it's wild. <laughs> uh, but you as a character, uh, you you have three classes you can choose from in the beginning of the game. So you've got uh, Snake Oiler, Bean Slinger, and Cow Puncher. I always go Cow Puncher. Cow Puncher is like your warrior. Uh, Snake Oiler is like your thief-esque type thing. Bean Slinger, obviously your mage. I prefer Cowpuncher. You know, I like warriors and stuff in games. I like to do a lot of damage, take a lot of damage. Never really been a fan of the glass cannon. It's just me personally. Um, but yeah, like, so you have your stats as well. So your max level is level 37. And then you have Muscle, Mysticality, and Moxie. Now... From what I remember, muscle is like how much your damage does, like when you attack, when melee, um, and how much you can take. Like so, that is that is your, you know, your cowpuncher's main stat. Uh, mysticality, mysticality was like magical damage and how much magical damage you take. Um, and then there was moxie, which is how much your pistol does and how much pistol damage that you take. So basically, those three affect each of those. Now, uh, there are checks throughout the game too, uh, stat checks, where if you don't have enough of those. You won't be able to do certain things, but there are items that you can wear that add to them. You can also raise your muscle, mysticality, and moxie every time you level up. Uh, but keep in mind that you only level up to level 37. Uh, so, or no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
you don't actually level up when every time you battle you get experience and use you use the experience to level up your stats so muscle mysticality and moxie all max out at 37 that's what i meant and then you have other stats uh like grit gumption and glamour so grit is like uh every point you put into that is 10 10 hp uh plus 10 per level, up to a maximum of 380, uh, plus one pain tolerance, and then uh, plus one stomach capacity at certain levels. It's not every level that you get those last two, but you get higher HP every point you put into it. Um, Gumption is the same concept, but you get plus one speed per level, plus one maximum AP, which you use to use your special abilities, and then plus one spleen capacity, which I believe is for uh, ingesting more items that make you stronger for the day, that reset whenever you die and then wake up the next day. Uh, and then glamour, that's just like getting more m- money, which in this game is represented as meat. You just have meat. <laughs> uh, you also find more items with the higher glamour, and then it gives you more liver capacity, which is for drinking. So I don't know what the spleen capacity is now that I think about it then, if liver capacity is for drinking. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, you definitely uh, want to farm experience as much as possible, jack those up, and cool thing about the game is there are like like the snake gold thousand snake golds there are a lot of places in this game that are just have a spot with infinite enemies so you could sit there and just pump them out pump them out pump them out and really just level up and i did that i maxed out all of my stats uh the other night doing that just rolled me a couple joints put on a good youtube video i think i was watching some good mythical morning shout out red and link and just hammered it out um and I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Like, the battles are quick when I have uh, the settings turned up 300% so I could just mash the A button. I wasn't worried about dying. Uh, and just basically watched YouTube and leveled up. It was it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, but you don't have to do that. I'm just a weirdo. Like, you could totally play through this game without grinding. Well, I say that. You might need to grind a little bit. But it's never... It's not old school JRPG levels of grinding. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I can't praise this game enough. Uh, I give it like a 9 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10. It's it's really good for what it is. Like, super funny. Will absolutely have you cracking up laughing. If you don't laugh at this game, I there I don't know. There might be something wrong. You might want to go get checked. Get a swab in your pee hole. Because it's, it's fucking funny, man. It's it, <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, the, uh, the art style... All, all of that. Anyway, I'm just I'm rambling at this point. So that's West of Loathing. I, I just, like. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it again. Can't recommend it enough. Really, it's like a, like I said, 11 bucks, 14 bucks, whatever the hell price it is. It's under 20 dollars, and it is more than worth the money and the time. It, it deserves more than one playthrough. Like some, I think it's something that you would go back to. If, like, say you're in a bad mood and you just want to get cheered up, this is a great game to load up and play. 100%. I did it yesterday. I was in a terrible mood yesterday. Played some West of Loathing. Felt ten times better. And I think that about does it for uh, the game chat talk. Well, game chat talk. Wow. The Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> I uh, I would like to thank all of you for sticking with me you know through all this uh, i do have an update on ryan uh he told me that he should be wrapping up work uh sometime mid to late may and then he won't be going back until about august so he will be coming back for the uh you know for those couple months and we'll see what we can knock out uh at the same time 
um, I've told Willie and Nate that they are more than welcome to come on anytime they'd like, you know. Uh, and James, you'll always hear James on the JR the JRPG episodes, <laughs> uh, as well as whoever else. You know, I've got other other buddies that have put in their bids for episodes they would like to be on. So I got to keep those in mind. But if you uh, if you the listener uh, have a game that you like straight up like you want this to be moved up the list and then you want it to be like the next episode and you want to be on there because you love that game and you want to talk about it well then check out the patreon because if you go well if you go to patreon.com slash the same machine podcast you will find uh your quick answer for that there uh you can also support the show there if you just give a dollar a month uh then you can join the patreon get all the bonus episodes and stuff that we'll be doing over there and help support the show which we you know truly truly appreciate uh can you tell that i'm like i don't really like self-promotion because i always feel really very strange doing this part um but it is twenty dollars um for the tier to bump a game up come on be a guest you know whatever or actually was it twenty dollars yeah i think it's twenty dollars i'd have to go look hold on Okay, yeah. So one dollar per month will make you the oil of the machine. You you are the oil that keeps the machine running. Um, Ten dollars a month will get you the cogs, which gets your name shouted out at each episode. Which speaking of Nate, love you, buddy. Shout out to Nate, Mr. Cogsworth himself, the very first cog in the machine. And that also gets you the bonus pods and stuff, and gets your name read out on each episode. And then if you want to be Steamy's best friend, uh, that's twenty dollars uh, for the month, and that. You get your name right at the end of the episode. You get the bonus episode. And you get to choose a game from the list and be a guest if you have the means. But the thing is, is that we do not expect you to keep it at 20. Like, if you want to do that one month and come on and join it, like, you don't have to keep it at 20. You can bump it back down to $1 or 10 you know, whatever you would like to do. Uh, it is completely up to you. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of our patrons, the, the ones that donate a dollar to the ones that donate 10 like, all of you, I, I highly, highly appreciate each and every one of you guys. Um, it means a lot. And if you listened to our Hollow Knight episode, that was an episode where Nate had donated to come on, and that was a that was a great game. Uh, but he he actually donated by buying. He was like, "Have you ever played Hollow Knight?" I was like, "No, I haven't." And he bought it for me, and I was like, "Here you go." And I said, "Oh, well then, guess what? We're doing an episode on this." So yeah. That's the Patreon. Um, and anything else that you would like to find out about the podcast, you can go to the Steam Machine Podcast.wordpress.com. Uh, it's got a link to everything that we do on there, uh, all of our social medias, all of the, uh, the, you know, the Discord link if you want to come join the Discord where you can vote on what game is going to be next, which we're going to get on here in just a second. And there's also a link to if you like uh, the show's entrance music, the, uh, the, the theme song, if you will. Uh, I do music like that, and I post it up on Bandcamp, so I've got that up on there as well. Um, we would love to see you. Like, I, I like seeing that there's been traffic to the website and stuff. You know, come join the Discord. We want everyone, if Discord is your thing, come hang out with us. Let's chat some games. Let's chat life in general. doesn't really matter. You just want to share memes. That works, too. we got a channel for that. Whatever you want to do, man. But, yeah, there's links to the, on, on the site to you know, Facebook, Twitter, all of that jazz, too. So the Steam Machine Podcast.wordpress.com. Go check it out. Uh, I had a lot of fun putting that together. So, which brings me to the vote. Now, 
this week with a total of eight votes. The winner of the last poll was Tales of Berseria. So we'll be diving into a JRPG, and I am stoked about it because I've always heard good things about the Tales series, and I've never really delved deep into them. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that'll be the next game. It's Tales of Berseria, probably going to be uh, a two-episode arc, uh, you know, two-episode show. Uh, not 100% sure about that yet. Now, this next poll, the next poll was up if you want to vote on this poll. Uh, like I said, the steammachinepodcast.wordpress.com. Hit the Discord button. Join the Discord. Come vote under the show poll. Uh, we've got up first is Control Ultimate Edition. Then we've got Geometry Wars 3, Dimensions Evolved. Uh, Borderlands 3. Dragon Quest Eleven S, Echoes of, Elusion, Echoes of an Elusive Age, Definitive Edition. Say that five times fast. And Dust, an Elysian Tale. Uh, and judging so far, looking like Dragon Quest Eleven coming in strong. Coming in strong. Uh, but, you know, there's probably going to be two weeks for this poll, so we'll see how it goes, man. Uh, I, I have been seeing the numbers grow for the every every poll I release, and it's it's making me happy that there's that many people out there who are you know coming to join and, and putting in their two cents on what they'd like to hear about. I appreciate it. I'm sure Ryan appreciates it in his absence. Um, and I know Steamy, the ro- our robot who picks these games, is very happy that people come and, and choose from what he gives us because that makes, that makes him excited. He prints out all kinds of happy faces. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I think that about does it this week. Uh, thank you for coming and listening. I know these episodes, when it's just me, they're a little different. Uh, I tend to ramble and just because talking into a microphone by yourself is weird. So I am going to try to line up some people uh, in lieu of ryan coming back and even when he's back we're still going to be uh having some guests on and having a good time so i hope you all stick around and enjoy the rest of the ride with us uh i love you all thank you very much for listening you know downloading patreons shout out to the patreons nate you the man mr cogsworth uh as always i'm dalton this is the steam machine podcast guys take it easy